Right, and uh, we're back, 64 Worms Club, once again. Uh, I'm here with some notable names and faces that you all know and love. We've got myself, Will Vietam, a.k.a. Gaz. We've got Corey Tarpey, a.k.a. Storm. Yo, yo. We've got Mitchell Cassidy, a.k.a. Paul. Yo. And we've got Jack Moore, a.k.a. Sislak. Yeah, yeah. And we've got Harry Mother, a.k.a. Harry Mother. Evening all. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, we were saying that, you know, it's been a great day, week of football, really, in terms of kind of what we can mention today. And there's been some, you know, great goals in the early part of the season. But I think for me, you know, last week was a bit of a damp squid. But yeah, there's plenty of talking points here today. Um, so I'm going to just quickly run through what we're going to talk about today very, very briefly. We've got these headlines are all written by Paul, by the way, before you think you're shit. Um, <laughs> get get that in early. <laughs> Arsenal crash, United party. We've got Saints go marching on in a 4-3 thriller against Villa. I love that. You wrote that? <laughs> Sensational. Uh, uh, Chelsea, Chelsea cruise past Bunley. Then we go for a brief refreshment break where we make sure everything's recording. <laughs> and we have, then City and Liverpool grind out wins. And Spurs, oh, Everton back to back L's. Another excellent part of this program. City, oh no. Spurs finally win at home. And then the UCL roundup. And what I did also want to say is uh, last week I really enjoyed the question part of the show. Uh, it was probably my favourite bit because I didn't yeah. watch that much of the Champions League. So I Agreed. really enjoyed the questions. Um, yeah, we want to get the questions in, boys and girls. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. Any questions, send them. The DMs are always open. Always open. And then also, what we were meant to have was the uh, the Red Dog Roundup. But, you know... A couple Cook, of no-shows. Cook and Briglet didn't want to turn up. Um, this is funny because their team didn't turn up at the weekend. So... Hey! Hey! Too easy, mate. It writes itself, doesn't it? This is an um, open letter to Matthew Briggs. My PayPal is paypal.me forward slash stormgg. I expect £10 in there by the end of the season. On the cap. What was the bet? That Hewton's going to be sacked by end of the season. <laughs> by half Christmas, weren't it? It's going to end up like this end man end in my background. Who's <laughs> 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 that, Robert McGaugh? <laughs> <laughs> Colonel Gaddafi. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, and also we've got Book uh, wasn't too happy with that intro he's not here because his internet's terrible but yeah. he basically Hewitt over Frank <laughs> he, he thought the intro was going well until I slandered his crappy club but you just I'll be good aren't you to, to get on this show um, you know. don't play shit you don't get slandered to, to be honest why do we even let him talk about Forrest on a Prem show anyway that's what I want to know <laughs> but, Anyway, Prem Sue, mate. Prem Sue. Anyway, yeah, Prem privilege over here. But we've got, you know, a fantastic game to start off. Um, as, we, as we all know, Oli celebrated his 100th league game uh, this year with another L. Uh, they've, still, they've, still not, they've still not won it from this season. Which is a record, which is, well, it was a record last week, I think, and it's still going. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, this is a little segment we like to call. United slander part whatever the fuck we want, and um, <laughs> starting with you, Harry Mother, who obviously Arsenal fan, 
I, I, I DM'd you as soon as the game finished. Didn't I? Yeah. I knew you'd be buzzing. Um, go on, tell me a bit more about what, that. What, what can I say? Thomas Partey, Mohamed Elnene, Elnene, like Petit and Vieira, bossing him about. <laughs> Hang on a minute. <laughs> man, man, you went through the whole roster of centre mids last night. Couldn't do anything. <laughs> Couldn't do anything about it, no. Crap. Pogba washed. <laughs> um, Pogba's washed. You look Pogba. Well, game out of teams, all I've got to say. Tell you what, though, to be fair, Man U went full Chef United blender tactics last night, didn't they? Yeah, just just shove everyone forward and everyone picks the ball up, is what happened. Shy. Fucking Scott McTominay's the Scottish fucking, I don't even know. He's crap ears. I don't know how he plays for Man U. He's just Scottish, bro. That's it. He's so bad. Truth on on Twitter earlier calling him a McMayo sandwich. He's not wrong. <laughs> he's crap. Honestly, well, you know that it's not going. He used to play up top for the youth team. Well, yeah, there you go. Well, they do a bad job than playing on the field. He's so like I don't. I well, I get why if they play they play him because he's a big lad. Yeah, but I, the the only thing I would say good about Manu last night was Matic was. Good when he come on. When did he come on? Was it the seventieth minute? Far too late. Far far. He come on to show up the one 0 loss is what he did. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They they were fucking. They they are dire. Arsenal were flawless, but lack of the stallion. What do you think? Uh, what do you think? Of lack of the stallion at the minute is form. Yeah. Right. Do you know what annoys me? Right. Arteta plays him because of his old up play, but he can't even hold the ball up anymore. Like, he used to be really quick and now he's got, he's got no pace now no, he's, you know, the, he's had a Brazilian butt lift <laughs> yeah. you know with Laka, um he and Bobby and Marshall are currently having a three way stink off aren't they they are well I don't know lacquer has got three goals <laughs> he's, he's leading the stink off at the minute Bobby's <laughs> finally scored and Martial's yeah, scoring own I goals I don't know I don't know mate because one of them's top at league and the other two aren't so yeah <laughs> I've cold in his veins Ice cold in his veins. In ice in his veins. Do you know what? They missed him yesterday. <laughs> Did the they? ice in his fucking boots. <laughs> his guys in his boots. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 my new looks so blunt going forward. I think, I think touching on the your midfield comment, Harry, that games are won and lost, aren't they, in, in midfield, especially in big games. And I mean, to say that you had two outstanding midfields that game, dominating, and Man United midfield that's still on paper. It's Plenty of quality there. Yeah. To get you to get you to get you over the lines in games like this, but I think you're just poor, really. Really poor. They, they were poor. No, he come off the bench. Um he didn't really do it when he came on. Who's that? Oh, How many times are they gonna bring him off the bench and expect a performance? I, I, When's he I gonna get one of games? But the he, thing is, you know right. when you look at him, he's not an impact sub. His no. job is pick the ball up and give it. He he, he plays a game for ninety minutes. He's yeah. not the bloke who's going to come on, bag a quick hat-trick and get you back in a game. That's not what he does at all. No. And, and then all no, of a sudden, when, when, they need to, um, when they need to change the game, Ollie, with his tactical now, says, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take off the best finisher that I've got in Greenwood and the most creative midfielder at Prem, which is Penandez. Takes them both off for the 45-year-old Uruguayan whatever he is. He was bobbing all Cavani. Honestly, honestly, he, he were five minutes behind for as long as you were on the pitch. What did I say about Cavani? I'll give anyone 20 quid. I, I think what? we all said he was, what, what happened was it more than three goals? More than two. 
more than two goals, man. He's Jesus Christ. Put a bit of respect yeah. on his name. He's not that bad. Over a seven though. season span, I'm scoring 300 in the fucking French league, mate. <laughs> you, you, you really think that? He's wank. He is wank. If uh, I get for the Prem, do you think he's ready to play in the I don't. Prem? I don't think the word's ready, but I don't think he... I think the signing's not a bad sign. It's just because... It wasn't the signing that United needed. And I like think we all agree on that. Like they've not already got what fucking five players that can play up top. They just need that extra forty-year-old just to. Chuck I think. Them. I think the, the difference is obviously and blame him for when he's when he don't score. You look at Arsenal. Arsenal needed a party signing, and they got a party signing. They needed a party. and needed a defender, and we got. And both. I mean, I mean, look at, I mean, look at the performance from party yesterday. Like, what was that, Harry? Third, third start for Arsenal. Third second start. start, second start. So second yeah, start for Arsenal. And he... I want to hear some party praise because I thought he was exceptional. He was exceptional. Yeah, he, was, he was the best player on the pitch. He was everywhere. He was literally, like every time my new picture at the ball, he was just there. Like, yeah. it must have been horrible to play against because literally every time they put the ball up, he was just swarming them. He was such yeah. a presence it, in midfield and it's something that you've been lacking for so long and it's it, been something we've been talking made, about for years and years. I think he made 11 recoveries or 12 recoveries last night. Which is really yeah. which is the thing is, the thing is he, he doesn't just do one job. Like There's periods of play where he'd win the ball, drive through midfield with it and make the pass to a forward. Yeah, exactly. Like, he'd do all of them, uh, you know, five, six times in a well, game. He's he not like he could do he that. He after the game, didn't he? Uh, he wants to defend like Essien and attack like Yaya Torre. And I think, I mean, I think he knows himself. He's got both. He's got both of them qualities. Yeah, really, I think he? Uh, he showed. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, he's probably, he's probably not as good as Yaya. Not Yaya in that one. one bit, bit, early. <laughs> bit early for that. Somebody mute Paul before he puts it <laughs> in a bit further. Man, you've had too you much know. brown sauce on your signings this morning. <laughs> <laughs> what? One, what, one season Yaya. Is that what you call him, Ara? One season, Yaya, mate. In this conversation, are we insane? Uh, let's get 2013 meet you up here and all. <laughs> 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 One season wonders. The thing is, though, it's let's get Salah two seasons ago, in, shall it's, we? It's, it's good we're talking about how good party was because that kind of links in to how bad the other key midfielder was, uh, Paul Pogba. And um, I know before we were talking, um, you more, you had quite a bit to say about him. Well, I mean, we, we all know how good he can be uh, going forward, um, but we don't really see it anymore. And he got massively found out at the weekend because his defensive positioning and his lack of discipline, not as in like, you know, flailing elbows around and kicking people, but he's forever caught out of position. So if you're United and you've not got the ball, you're playing with 10 men because he does absolutely no for you. He does nothing. He doesn't track back. He doesn't win the ball. And then ultimately, if he does get it, the five-yard pass is all of a sudden fucking impossible for the youth. Um, I just, I, I, I don't know if he can justify picking him anymore. He's piss poor at the minute. Piss well, I think the last, I think the last four or five games, I think Oli has kind of switched him up for being. Sometimes he starts him, sometimes he brings him off the bench. I think even Oli's got to the point where he's like, "Is this guy really worth me fucking around my midfield trying to get him in?" When you're like, "Well." You've got, like you said, you've got Van der Beek there that needs to be playing 90 minutes. Uh, but we know if Pogba goes anywhere else, he's going to ball out. Yeah, of course he is. He's going to go, no, if, yeah. if he goes to Real Madrid, right, and they play him, number 10, he'll have a fucking absolutely stormer of a season because that's his best position. And yeah. I think he's, I don't know, I feel like 
he's very much a player that's spurred on by having great players around him. Because yeah. like, look, did you look at when he was at Juventus in the Juventus side, what he was in, the, the quality was just there everywhere, all over the pitch. And he, he didn't have to track back. He didn't have to do none of that because he could just float around and pick, pick passes, do fucking outrageous skill moves and score nice goals. But in the Man United side, they're not good enough to let him play freely. So that's, I think that's what hinders his game anyway. We because, said this... Oh, God. Sorry, I no, 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 that was, that was finished. <laughs> we, say, we said this in like, was it episode two or three where we were on about Pogba? was like, you put him in a good team and he flourishes because he's a luxury player. He won't do the dirty work and he no. won't do the tracking back. And some players don't. But that Man U team isn't good enough to let him play how he plays. Do you not feel Do like you? that quality is kind of lost though in this in this day and age in football? No, you, I not, I, not at all. Not at all. I think uh, I think there's, there's room for a luxury player in every single team. But United have got three, and they, they feel like they've got to try and play them all at once to justify having spent the money on them. Yeah, I've just got to admit, look, someone with a poor buy, sack them off. It's interesting you should say that because obviously we're doing a lot of talking at the moment about the squads. You know, we're doing a lot of talking about your know, parties, your your Pogba's, and obviously the players that didn't turn up for United. But I think it's worth mentioning the the managerial roles in, in both teams. I mean, we've given Arteta a lot of slander, but I know we can... We can get, I've got two things to kind of ask you all, and obviously you lot can just run away with what you think. Um, Arteta, you know, what did he get right in that, in that game? Um, and, and also, we're now 100 games into Oli Solskjaer's reign. Where are they going? Um, so I'll, I'll open up the floor to that. Like, what do you think? Um, Arteta last night, I, I think he got everything right pretty much, bar playing Aubameyang in the middle, which is, I'll say that till he plays there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think he just kept, kept, I think from the get go, just press, press Man U. If you press them, they can't do anything. They rely solely on counter attacking. Yeah. And last night it was nullified completely. They made one pass out from the back, got it to a midfielder, and the second ball was just intercepted every single time. I think. I think they, I, go on, go on. I think, I think they're like Ollie's plan is the what I said about last week is he just aims to get a goal early on and then just sit back on it, and which is fair enough. It's worked for him. It's worked for him in really big games in the last probably last season, quite a lot. I think they beat City didn't they twice. Like I said, he loves to sit back on that one, and it works. But when it doesn't work, it looks awful. When you like sit back to hopefully like nick a goal and then like get yeah. a win or a scruffy win, there's no plan B to it if that doesn't happen. Do you know what I mean? I, oh yeah, I've said it on the past past podcasts. Ollie's style of managerial is plan B football. Yeah, yeah, it is. It? And if you've got if you play in plan B football already, there's definitely no plan C. No. Yeah. You know when the um, you know in the Spurs documentary when. Um, when Harry yeah. Kane does his little little team talk before they go out, yeah, I, I don't even think Ollie says that much before the United team go he out. I, I genuinely don't. think I genuinely think he's massively, massively out of his depth. Honestly, yeah, no, it's literally eleven names down on a whiteboard and inshallah, you see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> he just shouts everyone's nicknames at him, don't he, in the dressing room? Yeah, Paul, yeah. Paul, yes, Rashid, yes, Rashid, yes, Rashid, Paul, you know when you were talking about Kane then, I thought we were going to have an Andy Ogden, Ogden moment then. I was about to... Oh, was Mark, about to, Mark, Mark Ogden. Mark Ogden, that's it. I was about to, I was about to cancel the recording. I thought we, <laughs> might, I thought we might get cancelled there. No, the no. thing is though... We're not Mark, mate. He's done, mate. 
He's he's in the mud. Right, he's sticky. sticky. Um, I think you know. Obviously, you know me. I I love slander in United. I absolutely love it. But the thing is, though, when it comes to them, I think what's quite clear with them at the moment is if they don't have a spot of luck, um, a spot of individual brilliance, or you know a penalty or or something like that, they, they seem unable to pick up points. Which you look at the great teams currently. Uh, you'd say City, oh yeah, Leicester two 0 by the way. Uh, you see City and and Liverpool currently. I mean, City have been garbage this season. They're three, four off top. Liverpool have yeah. been garbage this season. We're top. Um, Arsenal, Invincibles. You know, they didn't win every game six 0 but they won the league and were undefeated. United over the years gone by, are Alex Ferguson. How many games did we watch them and they were garbage, but they won. That um, Chelsea team. Chelsea, under Mourinho, you know, every good team. Who's a dogged team, game, grinding out can wins. win ugly. And Man United physically can't pick up any points if they don't play well. And it's that's got to be a concern for them, for me. I think, for me, that's a mentality issue. Because they've got the quality. They've, got, they've not got a bad squad. <laughs> I was just about they've to got the this. quality. And, and, and the, that, the mentality stems from your manager. You can't tell me... Well, they're going at half time yesterday, knowing they were getting ran off the pitch. Yeah, right. they got walked over in the he, first he, half. He, he would not have gone into that change room and bollocked them at half time, which no, is what they need because they're, they are a team of young, like prima donna sort of players that need a manager to go in there and fucking rile them up. That's the thing. And they, they clearly haven't got that. Ollie's not got a fucking shot in him. So, while, while we're still on the topic of uh, United and the players, uh, I just wanted to touch on an ex-player, Roy Keane. Oh, uh, God. After, <laughs> after the game, he said that Arsenal had chucked 10 men, 11 men behind the ball and they, fucking, they, were, they were bad in places. And I, I, I wish they did a phone-in on Sky Sports so I could ring him and tell him to fuck off. Who was that? Roy Keane. <laughs> I hey, probably Roy. know why they don't do a phone-in still. Oh, but, no, I, just, <laughs> I think... I it pisses me off so much. I don't know how he's still on Sky Sports. Because he gets views. Because he gets yeah, taps. Because he gets you talking about him on podcast. Yeah, on, that's why. Saying, but the, I love him. No, I don't love him. I think he's a fucking idiot. He's just, he's just a miserable cunt just to fucking... Yeah, he is. I agree. You know what I mean? Like, I think Arsenal, I, I played Man U, Arsenal played Man U off the pitch and he was just sat there being a salty bitch. Yeah. But the thing is, in the back of his mind, despite all the support that he's given him on air, he knows that his best mate and his, and his childhood sweetheart just ain't good enough at what he does. He's just not good enough. And Roy Keane will openly defend him, but in the back of his mind, he knows Ollie just didn't do well, it. He, he moans. He, like, yeah, he always, always blames the players. Like, hmm? a lot of what, It's not as if they've got a bad squad. And if your players aren't performing, it's down to the manager to get them performing. The thing is, though, he's come the from an era. Point. He, he's come from an era, and I think it's hard. I think, you know, you look at some of the Liverpool... Ex-Liverpool it's like Soonis. Yeah, when you come from an era where the manager wasn't an issue, <laughs> you can blame the players. Yeah. But now, you look at United and you look at Liverpool back when, when we had, like, Hodgson and, you know... I mean, obviously Soft managers. As well, but, you know, they were the problem. Um, I mean... It wasn't this week, but I think Frank's the problem. But, you know, I'm just saying that just to wind Storm for a little bit. But um, I think, you know, with United, I think we've, we have we have spoke a lot about them. They've got a big game next week against Everton. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Matt, oh, that's a not a. If they lose that game, they're at such a, a such a disadvantage from what they're trying to achieve this season. Like they if, they, got, if they lose, if they lose, is top four gone? Yeah. Early doors. We were like 15 points ahead of them at one stage. Yeah, yeah, true. But, you, yeah but you, you lot did collapse, though. You've, not, is, you've got a far better team this, this season as well. Still, this, this, so goes, Spurs. Yeah. this goes back to what you were just saying. Arsenal, Spurs and Chelsea can all grind out results. Yeah, I agree. Man, you can't. No. Like, that, like if Man U have a bad day against pff, Southampton, they'll lose. They'll lose. Yeah. Whereas any of them other three can still beat them on a bad day. Well, it's interesting you mentioned Southampton. I think that's a great time to go into our next game. What a yeah. segue that is. Well done, boys. Like uh, we're well done. You know, that's we're professionals of this is, mate. We've been doing it a long time now, you know. Speaking of Southampton, Storm, where are you this week? <laughs> yeah, Storm, where are you this week? Oh, yeah, I'm, I am in sunny Southampton. Apart <laughs> from St. Mary's. Yeah. <laughs> go on, go on. About to go link Ralph. Go on, Fats. Um, so, like I said, it was um, an absolute storm of a game. It was. Uh, once again, it was on pay per view, so I didn't watch it. I didn't pay for it. We don't do that around here. No, mug. And if you do, you're a mug. So yeah, you don't listen to this podcast for you doing not that. Not doing right? that. Stop it. Want to rest it? But yeah, I mean, I'm guessing it got more views than West Brom. You know, West Brom well, Fulham anyway. I imagine it did. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So Southampton versus um, no, versus Villa. It was a four-three game. Um, yeah. I know. You know. There's so much to talk about in this game. I, it, they were falling up. Can I, yeah, can I just say, it was not a 4-3 performance from Aston Villa. Let me put no. that out right no, now. No, no. Jesus uh, The thing is, I mean, there's, um, you know, Southampton, I mean, if you look at the goals that they scored, I mean, the first one was a fantastic header from Vestergaard. Bullet uh, header. Then you get two exquisite free kicks. If you watch that game, right, wow. if you just watch the goals... You think that Southampton probably one of the best teams on the planet. Yeah. The way that they were playing for the build up for them goals, I know that two of them were free kicks, but Wolf even Krause with Krause is on the highlights. Mate, do, you want, um, do you want a fun fact about him, mate? Oh, I was about to pull this stat out my arse. Thank God. Were you? They had yeah, four shots on target, mate. Hey, Southampton. Yeah. They took him, mate. They took him. Yeah, they had four on target. So, you know, you know from the last pod uh, that I've. Very keenly listened into to sent one at questions it. And we're talking about um, you know, surprise packages and biggest flops. Pretty sure somebody mentioned Demi Martinez. Now, I don't think he were in goal in net for that game, was it? Oh, was he? Yeah, he was. He was, so I in which case does anyone want to take their um, anyone want to rescind their gamble? <laughs> It's four shots on target and four goals conceded. Oh, yeah. Whichever oh, way you're painting, oh, you can't it's not look great. It looks a bit sticky. I think I've just heard a murder of his own self. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, since his dad on this podcast, by the way, since there's no more. Yeah. <laughs> Mido out. <laughs> <laughs> no, to be fair, since the, the, the goals that they scored, there wasn't, there wasn't really a lot he could do about them. Really. The header, the first header, couldn't get close to two free kick top corner, and then Danning's probably better than that. What Danning did. What Danning. The second, no, the second free kick. That four, the technique that, of that free kick was absolutely ridiculous. I was, I was wow. going to say that, Storm. So, which out of, I mean, I know which one I'm picking, but 
which free kick we taking if you only can pick one? The, second the second one. one. The second, second one. one. Yeah. Well, there's that there's that stat in there that come out today about Ward Prowse, where if you take out of all since they started recording Opta started recording stats in uh, 04, 05, out of every player to play in the Premier League that's taken over fifty free kicks, he has got the highest conversion rate of twenty three percent. It's not bad. Wild. From free kicks, which it's is just it just under game. one in just over one in four free kicks. That's over Beckham. Yeah. Yeah, Ward, I think uh, is Ward Prowse, I seen the stat earlier. Ward Prowse is twelfth in the rankings of free kicks scored. And I think it was I think it was something like nine and Beckham was on eighteen. And he's just turned Ward Prowse just turned twenty seven. And a, a one in four free mm-hmm. kicks. I mean it's good. He's on his way. He's on his way to being up there, isn't he? I mean, Southampton are now currently in the top four, aren't they? Which is quite yeah. good for our, our predictions. I know we were a little bit worried at first because Southampton were quite struggling. They got diffed, didn't they, against Southampton? We predicted them to do well. Um, but the thing is, though, um, one thing that I want to mention also, because we were very positive about them early on, but has the bubble burst a bit over there at Villa Park? No. Uh, I, I think, think it's so. I think it's really poor. I think it's a couple of poor results for him. Um, I think the Leeds one was probably worse. I think after losing Leeds, losing to Leeds, I don't think it's very comfortable for them going into the next game against Southampton, who are clearly quite in form. Yeah. I think it might have been a bit of a different story if they'd have been able to bounce back against a team that's not in form. But they've been the seven are, goals in two games. The positives are though. They could have completely folded and they still showed a bit of confidence to get three back. back. And, yeah. and the well, thing is, though, I, sorry, Storm, go on. You first yeah, Dean Smith did say at the end of the game, he said, um, if if we'd have played for another five minutes, we'd have probably won. Yeah. Which, yeah. yeah I know it sounds ridiculous, but the, the, the last 10 minutes of the game for Villa, to get three goals back, they... Southampton just completely switched off for, for yeah. minutes, and then Villa capitalised. And I think that goes to show what Villa can actually do. They've got, they've got a bit of a mentality right about even at the end of the game. I think they, after the third one went in, even though they, I think they all must have thought it was the last kick of the game, they must have all been like, we, "If we get thirty seconds here, we can go and we can try and draw this game." Yeah. But you know how you said there that Dean Smith said if there was another five minutes. I mean, one thing I would say: how many minutes does he want? It was the ninety-seventh minute that go away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he, said, he said that there should have been. He says there should have been about fifteen hundred minutes because there was an injury or something right there. Some, someone Some, someone was down for a. Yeah, someone. The game yeah. stopped for a while, so he was moaning about how much because there were. I think there was six hundred minutes, and yeah. he weren't very happy about it. I think. I think with Villa as well is, I think. In games, they can play badly and still get results with, with having Jack Grealish on the team. I mean, Jack Grealish was yeah. involved in all three goals. I'm glad you said that, Paul. Because and, I, it, and it shows, yeah. doesn't it, that even if, like he says, Villa aren't going to win every game, they're not going to go and beat it or whatever, they're not, probably not going to come in the top four. But when in games, Jack Grealish can win them, like even, even in big games. Like I know he it's Southampton. He has, to, he has to go somewhere better than them. I, 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 I think I tweeted it this morning. He has to flourish at a big club. He, he's so good. It would. Yes. It will though. That, I, I think. Uh, I think. Then he's not season. that young. He's not as young as some people think. He's, he's been like twenty seven. Twenty six. Twenty seven. I know. But I mean, 25. it's not. I'm sure he's older than twenty five. He's got to be. He's been around years, hasn't he? Let me Google it. Yeah, but he was only eight. How old is Jack Grealish? Jack Grealish is twenty five years old. Oh, you are. He's twenty five. I'll let you off. Yeah, one point. 
But obviously, with the, I, I guess I can see why he signed a new deal at Villa. It's his boyhood club. He obviously seen the signings that were coming in. He's obviously spoke to Dean during the transfer window and says, Adam. He wants them to get a nice fee for him. No, but yeah, but he's still a, he's still a boyhood club in it. He still can obviously see that the signings are brought in. They're going somewhere. I mean, realistically, would we really want a Jack Grealish to go Man United because we know that he'd been fucked up his career anyway. No, I don't think I don't think it's about. Yeah, maybe. Uh, well, I agree, but I don't. Arsenal were never really in for him, were they? To be fair. No, were but they? I mean, like you, you look at the midfield. If if you were to have Thomas Partey and Jack Grealish in that midfield, it'd look saucy, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. But um. But yeah, it, it ain't happening. Yeah. Well, yeah, it ain't happening. Kind of, uh, what kind of fee we're talking, Grealish? I think so, the thing is though, I think at, I think at the moment, I think at the moment, there. you're looking at 60, 70 for him. He's English. Well, yeah, he's got a brand new deal. So he's going to be a lot of money. And he's also got England caps now. Yeah. yeah. That ups your price. Not enough. As <laughs> not great ones. ones. He probably <laughs> is the most informed player in the league. Yeah, but Mikel Antonio, basically, before he signed his new contract at West Ham, he waited for him to get one cap for England and then he got 100 grand a week. Yeah. England fair, cap. It's now cap. worth 100 grand a week. It's even mad what but, he's been up to. But going, touching back on your question, guys, about Villa, I think, I think it's a couple of poor results, to be fair. I think, obviously, the Leeds, the Leeds one was worse. Losing them to, to Villa, to Leeds 3-0, was worse than the Southampton game. But yeah. we've just got to try and bounce back. There's obviously yeah, a lot of quality I, there. That can, you can't... I, I know I said it weren't a 4-3 performance from Villa, but the, the four goals that Southampton did actually score were all... Yeah, ridiculously good goals. Like, how many games do you see where four goals of that quality are produced? It's very, Not very rare. And those be the only four shots on target. Yeah, it's very rare mm-hmm. that you see games like that with two goals that are like that, never mind four. So I think, like, I know that I did say it's not that, but even yeah. still, they're... They've still. I don't think that it's going to be a problem for him. I think Gok obviously touched on it when they lost to the Leeds. He, he was saying he watched the old game and he was saying that they they actually did play quite well. I think three 0 was probably a bit of a bored yeah like, reflection of the game. His, but uh, his favourite player ever was absolutely shocking. And I just yeah, I, uh, hand, I've got to talk about it. Hand of cash, mate. The the, the second free kick for um, Southampton, literally hand of God. What is he doing? Cash. Yeah, and then he scored he was, from it. So he got run ragged. He did. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to slay him because he's like... He's no, I know, that he's a, I, don't, but... no, I know he's an exceptional left back, uh, right back, sorry, but he got fucking... He can't, he can't be that exceptional. He, he, got, he got dragged for El Mohamedy. All over the gaff, mate. I said to be fair to him, I was thinking, watching the game, I was thinking, he probably will get dropped for El Mohamedy next game. I think... No, I think the, they dragged him. No, <laughs> I mean, as in, like, the next game, he probably will start. Like, he won't start, but... It's a learning curve, isn't it? Like he says, he's still a young defender. He's not, he's not even really been a right-back for about two years. So I will, I, will, I will defend him on that. I don't think it'd be a bad signing for him. But yeah, he's had a couple of poor games from him. Yeah, I mean, you learn from it, don't you? Like, it's like Gook's telling me right now, you learn from your mistakes. <laughs> I'm trying to yeah, be nice you've made plenty of mistakes, pal. You're not learning yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm not learning yet, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, it, it was a good result for Southampton, so. Yeah, good. Well, the thing is, though, like you say, I think that's... Uh, you know, we have spoke about that at quite length, but it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's a great, great point for, well, great few points for Southampton and another great one for our agenda on Ralph Hasenhutl. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, next game, um, another game that I didn't watch, if I'm honest. Uh, I did watch the highlights on Match of the Day, but um, it was one of the pay-per-view games, so I just didn't watch it. Um, we've got Chelsea cruising past Burnley and, there's, there's no one else really we can talk about more about Ziyech than this man. 
So yeah. go on, Storm. Or if you can see this vein in my forehead, I've been gagging to blurt his name out. Did you mean that vein just in your forehead? Yeah, or other yeah, just in my forehead, man. No, um, what I can say from a Chelsea perspective is I think it was a flawless performance throughout the entire spine of the team. Yeah. And I know that I fucking quote tweeted the tweet about Thiago Silva having a dominant performance, but he, he, was, he was absolutely ridiculous. I'm, you say he's 36, he's an old man, he's done. He don't fucking move like he's 36. I promise you now, he was absolutely spectacular. <laughs> and when they realised that it wasn't working, targeting Thiago Silva, they went to tar- target Kurt Zuma and it still didn't work. He's fucking burglar! <laughs> And someone's dug him up. So when Burnley go and nick a point away at fucking what are your lot this season? I'm waiting. Yeah. Take that. <laughs> Burnley, it's a big if, mate. It's a big if. Chris Wood's coming and bumming you back four. No, I will I will defend Storm on this to be fair. I was I was very impressed with Kelsey actually. I know it's Burnley and I know they're really out of form. I was going forward. I think ZH. And I've slated, it won't slate him. I've always said it's weird, that no one, him, that, it's weird that no one's been in for it. But who have Chelsea got next? We have got, hold on a minute. Not Southampton? No, we've already played him. We drew 3 3. Chelsea have got oh, Sheffield oh, United at home got, at half five. That's going to be a fun game. <laughs> Isn't it? No, I think no, ZH, ZH played really, really well. <laughs> And I would say credit to Kai Abertz playing in a number eight role. He was fucking ridiculous. I, I, f- I thought the system that you played was might be the system that you'll probably play all season. I think with the yeah. midfield three of um, Kante sitting behind the likes of uh, Mason Mount and Kai Havertz, and then having your front three in front. I think yeah, I think Frank might have might have fell on the absolutely ran the right wing. Yeah. I know, I'm not really a big fan of playing Werner off the left, and I know that was one of his predominant positions when he played at Leipzig, but I feel yeah. like he's a bit more effective up top. But even still, he still got his goal, and it was a lovely, it was a well-taken goal. It was a good counter-attack, even though it was from a mistake from Burnley. They gave the ball away high up the pitch. But, um, Goal's yeah, a goal, that, mate. Yeah, it's nice to see Werner taking his chances, because I know he is one for missing big chances. And he, he did have a couple of chances where he should have scored probably. Yeah, he did. Burnley centre-backs probably got a touch on it, whatever. Um, I think Tammy Abram as well. Tammy Abram, I know he didn't score, but he had he, his assist for Ziyech was nice. Yeah, it was he, nice. He, he, I think he sort of played the creator role as well. He was dropping a little bit deeper to sort of let everyone else fly forward. Yeah. Which, which was decent. Uh, ben Chilwell plays as a left winger. I think Ben Chilwell's a really good signing for Chelsea. I do as well. I think it, 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 do you know what? It used to pain me so much seeing Marcus Alonso's name on the team sheet. It's <laughs> lovely not to see oh, that anymore. God, you, just, you just knew, though, as soon as he was on the pitch, he's going to do something stupid. And you don't know, right, what, you don't know what minute it's going to be in, but he's going to do it. Like, he'll just head the ball. Or, run, or run an innocent woman over. Yeah. Yeah, or do that. <laughs> and a kid. But... Um, Edward Mendy as well. We didn't really have any anything to do. Bless him. Yeah, but that's the present. The thing that's is, good. It's yeah, his no, presence in it. I'm not saying he's become a world class player in two or three, se- or two or three games or whatever. But it's the fact that your defense will now know. And it's a bit like Liverpool three or four seasons ago when we had Mignolet or Carriers to pick from. It gives that calmness in your defense. Like you said, if, if they know they've got a goalkeeper that's not going to be fucking coming out, missing crosses, making dodgy <laughs> decisions, making diving that, the wrong way, diving the wrong way, not making any saves or anything. You name it. It's going to change your mentality of your back four. And that's why I feel like 
I don't think it's just because of your goalkeeper that you've kept clean sheets the last three or four games. It's the fact that your, your back four seems settled with it. Yeah. And I feel like you have probably settled on a back four, which is, which will, which Frank will be more impressed with the fact that you've conceded, you've kept three clean sheets in a row. That's what four, you were well, more no, four, four, clean four, sheets. four in a row, sorry. Four, four clean sheets in a row. Now. Well, I, wanted, and, I actually want to, uh, for once, praise Frank Lampard. I thought his team selection was, was spot on. Um, I think when it comes to Thiago Silva, no, you know, when it comes to Thiago Silva, obviously, you know my opinions on him. I think he's going to struggle this year, personally. But he did have a good game because the thing is, I think what Burnley play, obviously, look at the centre-backs he played. Uh, Frank played his two best centre-backs who are best in the air, the most yeah. aerially dominant centre-backs. Definitely. Uh, against a team that, realistically, they don't have a threat pace-wise. Uh, they only really have a threat in the air. So players like Thiago Silva and Kurt Zuma are going to excel in those games. Now, when you're coming up against a team with some scary pace up top, yeah. Thiago Silva and Kurt Zuma may struggle. Well, um, see, this is the thing, because Kurt Zuma, it might not seem like he's fairly quick, but I think his 1v1 defending is no way near on the level as what Thiago Silva is. Yeah, I think that's a given. Isn't it? Yeah, against teams like that are faster, you're going to have your Brees James and your Kurt Zuma being your, being your recovery players. Yeah, which is, I think it's fair enough. I think that's our settled back four now, though. Brees James, Zuma, Thiago Silva, Ben Chilwell. I think that's what should be played. Yeah, and I think definitely like, the best. I think. I think what Storm. <laughs> <laughs> Storm, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad. We missed you, I think. I'm, I'm, uh, my internet connection is unstable, yeah. You said, it. I think. Uh, what was I on about? On about, so back four. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that's the that's what should be played week in, week out, anyway. And, and I, I think... know people can say, like, oh, Antonio Rudiger should be played. I don't even think he gets near it. He's not really... No, Ian. I don't know. I, I don't think you can say he's not near it. I think it is a bit weird that he's been dropped completely. I know he had a few bad games last season. Granted, but I think you were still a decent enough defender to be playing in your back four, personally. But it doesn't like it. Frank not be bothered because he's, he's found an 11 against. I know it's Burnley, but he's found an 11 that worked from really well. I thought in every area of the of the game, you dominated it and yeah. you looked really impressive. And Ziyech, like we mentioned at the start, was incredible. And he played the, the kind of performance we all expected from him. So, yeah, yeah. Really him finally popping up with goals because we know we know what he can do. We know he's usually the creator, but if he's if he's going to start scoring, then fucking let it be. Yeah, we should probably touch on uh, Burnley though. Is what I was going to say. Well, I was. We can in a second. One thing I did want to say, ask you, Storm, because it's been brought to my attention. Um, obviously, the injury with Pulisic. Um, yeah, he was. He was supposed to start, wasn't he? What's yeah. happened? Uh, right, so what I've read is basically it's a very it's a light injury, or it says it'd take a couple of weeks to recover. So apparently they've made it out to be worse than it is, so he doesn't get called up for USA to risk further injury because Frank Lampard sees him crucial going forward, which yeah. he is a crucial player going forward for us because we know what he can do. And it'll be a big miss for us as well, because after Pulisic, it's We've got Hudson Odoi, which I still think he's a great player, and he has been chipping in with the odd goal this season. But I don't think Chris, uh, Hudson Odoi is as good as Christian Pulisic. Uh, I want to say on Hudson Odoi, I think Chelsea missed a massive opportunity on cashing him in, cashing in on him. Yeah, I agree. Last season, 
when he had a good game against Forest and suddenly turned become became the next Messi, I think mm-hmm. I think they should have cashed in because he ain't going to play unless it's a crisis. They're not going to play him. Apparently, really. uh, they still want him. Buy him. Yeah, I've read that. They'll get they'll get him in, get him juiced up on fucking on the gear. Everyone at Bayern's on, he'll be an absolute machine. He'll be he'll be a Dharma Traore, but can play football. Is where he'll be. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do, it's quite annoying because I do think he's a good football player, and for his age, he's, he's his ceiling's very high. Mm. It's just a struggle for us because we've got that much attacking quality now. Where does he fit into it? Yeah, it well, doesn't. Yeah, you, you can't he afford he it, to it? drop. Someone to play him just to develop him a bit. No, exactly. And and I'll I'll touch on uh, Burnley now. With I mean, high praise to Chelsea, big up Frank Lampard, big win for him. But can, can I just say something about Burnley, Paul? Go on. The sooner that club disappears out of English <laughs> football, the better. We don't want that. Time. They are absolutely awful. I mean, we in fact have watched them live against Liverpool and it was the worst 90 minutes of my life. Or the most anti-football football team. They're not good at anything. They don't belong in the Premier League and I cannot wait for them to get relegated and just see them plummet. I like Sean Dyche and I think he could do a job at many other clubs. The, the, the thing is, you contradict yourself there because you're, he's going to play the same football anywhere else, and they're going to turn into. He's a playing league. that football there because the, he can't. They physically, they don't buy anyone. You think Sean Dyche is going to start playing like fucking two four two? No, I'm not expecting to start playing bloody some sort of four two three on Jezum press. It's not going to happen. <laughs> or. Uh, Ashley Barnes is a, is a, is a defensive <laughs> false nine. Who's <laughs> played the Roberto <laughs> Firmino role? Yeah, no, I don't, it's not that, but he is limited to the player to the players at his disposal. And Burnley just don't sign anyone ever. Mm. In fact, you know, I saw a thread on Twitter about football myths that, like, you believe to be true. And mine's that Burnley haven't signed anyone since 1923 <laughs> <laughs> because they they haven't. Well, Do you I know what? I'll tell you a myth about Burnley. Um, is it Dwight McNeil? Yeah. Why is he hailed as some kind of decent player? I wouldn't say he's hailed, you know but why? I think he's... The I think only, is the only... No, go on, Paul, go on. I, I was going to say what you're going to say. I think he's the only player with a bit of talent in that team. Yeah, he's the only player in that entire side whose first touch isn't with his head. He's a little... <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Wait, the thing is, though, he's a little. He's the only reason he's rated a bit more is because he's a little bit faster than Ashley Barnes. No, no, I really like him. I think I disagree on that storm. I think he's actually quite decent. Disagree. Player. I'm going to disagree. I do think Dwight McNeil is a good footballer. I've think... never seen. I've never seen him do anything that's. I agree. Storm. Do you watch Burnley a lot? Crap. Do Burnley fans watch Burnley a lot? Because I fucking. I think I think Dwight McNeil's got some talent in that Burnley team. You've got. Some players that I think you know are decent footballers. I know I talk about it quite a bit, but I I like Chris Wood. I really. You, do. you reckon? I've never I heard like you say that. Wood. I like Chris Wood. I just think he, he gets goals. And but then also, you know, who, Pope's had an awful start. He has. He has had a poor. Oh season my god! He was, fucking, he was absolutely diabolical against us. Yeah, I mean, he crap. I remember watching him at the back end of last season against us, and obviously I watched him live actually. Um, for Burnley, but um, I remember watching him against us back in the last year when we had our last home game was in, against Burnley and we needed to win it to win every home game for a season. 
which we'd never done. And we drew to Burnley, but he was he was sensational. I think he got man of the match that game. And I remember in this in the uh, summer transfer window, I was saying that Chelsea should go in for him. Yeah, <laughs> you did. Yeah, I, I'm so glad we didn't sign him. But I just think he's had a bad start. I think he, there's a there's a good goalkeeper in there, and I think Burnley, if we're looking at them for the season, I do think they're going to have enough to stay up. Because and, and hear me out on this, because even though Fulham won today. Right, I think big, we can big all result, agree. Big I result think we can all agree that they're going down. Yeah. Right? Um, West Brom, I think. I mean, I know you tweeted Paul about you know how you think they might have a chance. I don't. I think no. Good. I only think they, I only think they've got a chance because of how bad Burnley and Sheffield United. Well, that's look. what I mean. So, so I think there's two there that are definitely going down. Funnily, in the shape of an L here, but <laughs> there's two that are going down, guaranteed. Now, then you've got a choice of Sheffield United, Burnley. And I think there'll be another that drops down. There. Right, and we'll probably be closer there. But you know, I, we, 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 was, we were all saying Sheffield United are guaranteed down, and now it's Burnley guaranteed down. It's like I think I think Burnley should have enough. We, I think the problem with both of them is predictions. what's that? I've got Sheffield United at nine. <laughs> I think the problem with Sheffield United and Burnley at the minute, the saving grace is the fact they've got two teams that are probably comfortably worse than them, but. You're in a season where it looks like goals are going to get you wins. Basically, I know that sounds daft, but as in like... Yes, Michael gonna... Owen. I know. I mean, as in, I didn't mean it like that. I mean, as in... <laughs> Burnley and Sheffield it... United have always got like one like by one nil, they, last season. That's where they got a lot of their points you know from. Grinding out I two think... ones, one nil. I don't think Wait, let me finish. Been... Let me finish. Sorry. Um, this season, they're, they're not scoring goals. Like if, if teams are like, scoring three or four goals a game and like grinding out three, four wins or whatever, Sheffield United haven't got three goals in them. Uh, Burnley haven't got three goals in them. They're never going to grind that win. Not even with Brewdog. No, no, they're not scoring goals, Tom. My... Not... <sighs> I, 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 I can't wait for Burnley to get relegated. Right. But they are the only team out of that cannon fodder that can cause teams mm-hmm. problems. It's the Tony Poulis effect, isn't it? Yeah. What was this season? What Zero this quality, season? but long ball and inshallah, you've got a chance. I don't think that um, Brighton can be included in the the fodder. I think they've got a, they've got a much better oh no, not Brighton. They've got a much better side than all of them. Yeah, but Brighton, oh no, I don't. Brighton, that's that's that. why you're shaking your head. They've got your favourite centre back partnership ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But I did also <laughs> say at the start of the season they go down, didn't I? Yeah. But I don't. I, I just. I don't think that they can be included. I think they've got more, their players are levels ahead of all them. They are levels ahead of them, Storm. But yeah. they also have the same problem as the two I've just mentioned. They don't score enough goals. Well, they, but they've they've still got goals in them. They, they, this is the thing you say that they score against everyone pretty much. They scored against Spurs. Scored two against Man U. They've they've been unlucky to lose a few games. Yeah, season. I know. I agree. I, I you know I'm a big admirer. Yeah. Paul Potts, yeah. <laughs> speaking, of, uh, speaking, of Bright- speaking of Brighton, by the way, just very briefly, uh, speaking of Brighton, uh, found a little news story here that's just pinged up on my little timeline. Uh, oh, it, is according, it is according to the Daily Mail, so take it with a pinch of salt, obviously. <laughs> yeah. uh, fucking, you want a grinder or something like that? <laughs> uh, but uh, Neil Mope was reportedly axed from Brighton's squad that faced Spurs due to concerns over his inflated ego. Yes, I've just been reading Dick that. I don't, honestly, I Dick don't know it. who he thinks he is. I Neil Mopay, mate, and he's a fucking what? goat. I'll hear no slander. Oh, Which I found weirder than the fact that Aaron Connolly and Neil Mopay was both acts from the, the complete squad against Spurs. And it was it was highlight. I'll talk talk about the Brighton game in a bit, but 
it was highlighted that they also lacked creativity. No, nobody in the box throughout the whole game. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I won't hear no Neil Mogpay slander either. I love it when players that play for teams that are like round the bottom that are just arseholes. I think it's joke. It's, it's <laughs> great. It, it, it genuinely makes poor football worth watching. It does. Dinking De Gea. He dinked De Gea and then gave him a little fucking crying after. That's joke. The well, thing is, though, I think, I think we should leave it now because we do have Brighton to talk about in the Spurs game afterwards. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, um, I think it is time to go for a break, a little refreshment break, get some uh, lovely bit of drinks. I know Paul's gagging for a cigarette. So, uh, <laughs> see you all in five. Don't smoke, kids. Sponsored by Lambert and Butler. Uh, and yeah, and we're back. We've all had a nice little chill out. Uh, we've been discussing a few bits and pieces. We looked up at the uh, Leeds-Leicester game. We're watching now. It, it looks a decent game. Obviously, a bit too late for us to discuss it too much on this pod, but um, Leeds are coming back and we will give you updates on that if we can be bothered. Uh, anyway, the, uh, the next game that we want to talk about, we're going to combine the two because, in theory, both of them are a similar game. So you've got Liverpool versus, who did we play at the weekend? Um, West Ham. West Ham. And we've got Sheffield United versus City. Now, both of them, in a way, were performances of title-challenging teams. Um, Neither really played that well, um, but they both got the result in the end. Now, I want to touch on, initially first, um, my sack of shit, which is... (laughs) The crisis, the crisis, the team in crisis, top of the league by three points. <laughs> two. Two points now. Why? Why two? Because Spurs are second. Oh, are they? Oh, okay. Who cares? Um, but in, in terms shit, anyway. But, you know, like, <laughs> our team, I mean, obviously, like, we have played for a while quite poorly, I think. I think, you know, if you look at the entire season, we've only had, probably had about two good performances, probably Arsenal, Chelsea. Yeah. Probably, I agree. probably. I mean, even in Europe, we've been bobbing our first two games also as well. Um, but what we found is when when the backs are against the wall, we do tend to perform uh, in terms of at least get a result. Um, what I want to do say is that the the squad players performed quite well. Um, you had players like Shakiri coming on, and I think you know that assist was absolutely sensational. Yeah, he he was definitely the difference for that. Um, Diego Jota, Diogo Jota, sorry, um, has had a fantastic start. Um, a stat for you is that he's the only player since uh, Luis Garcia to score in his first three consecutive Prem games at Anfield. Yeah, it's uh, a start. And he's scored, his last two games have been winners. So, um, also, uh, <laughs> I'm going I'm, I'm to bring it up. I'm going to bring it up. The, uh, the Salah decision. I know we're going to have a lot to talk about. Um, I personally think it's a penalty. I don't really see what anyone can really say. Yeah, he's, he's, he's exaggerated the contact. But when Harry Kane does that, nothing's said. Um, so, fuck you, Danny Murphy, you bold prick. Um, <laughs> and then also... That's, that's another guess lost. Oh, fuck Danny Murphy. I don't know that <laughs> on here anyway. So... Um, but you know what? It's just I just feel like there's a there's a real kind of problem um, with the English media of really kind of vilifying players that aren't English. 
Um, and I think that was shown in the in the aftermath of the of the game. Um, but I think, in all honesty, there's there's nothing that you can really complain about at that game, apart from being a, a bog standard rubbish win for Liverpool. I mean, anyone else got anything to say? Uh, well, I'll touch on the fact that uh, we lacked a lot of creativity. I feel until Shakira came, and I know you mentioned it. Um, and I think we've got to really touch on Jota, really, because I know you said about his goal record, uh, his last three M games he scored, but it, it really has got it really has got to the point where people are like, can Jota really squeeze into this front three that Liverpool have got at the minute? Because I know Sis mentioned it a couple of weeks ago that Bobby isn't doing, he isn't, isn't, isn't scoring enough. I know that we've always said, oh, he doesn't need to score. Um, he doesn't play that role. Either. But him. Um, his overall play is not matching. Yeah, it's not just his goal scored record it. recently that's been poor. I feel like his play, I just feel like he's, he's, he is really getting deeper. And every time I see him, he's getting deeper and deeper and deeper. It's like, you're not going to get... He wants that centre-back position. Yeah, you're going to get you're gonna get criticised if you're not scoring. But you need to be in the positions to get chances. And If he's dropping in deep, playing centre midfield almost, he's not going to get goals. And then you bring on Jota who's obviously like comfortably being in a front three, like at the forward line, he's going to get chances, he's going to get goals, and he's taken them. So I can see why people are saying, well, can Jota squeeze in? And I think he can. I know I've said it for a few months that I feel like at the end of lockdown last season, there was a, there was a really good chance for Klopp to bring him out, this, bring Bobby out the side, give him a rest. I mean, I'm not going to defend him massively, but at the end of the day, he's played up front almost every game for about two years, at least. I know there's obviously games in the, Carling Cup where he probably get, uh, gets um, like rested or whatever but there was a time last year where I felt like there was a good chance he could have been brought out rested him give Minamino that centre forward role in uh, just just in front of our midfield and it's showing for Bobby now it's, it's looking it's getting worse and worse for him so I think that's a, a bit of an issue that Klopp's going to have especially recently because like he says Jota's scoring every game he scores but Shakiri came on, really impressive with him. I've said it a week ago as well that I do feel like in games like this, he's, he's got every right to play in him and he's just proved his point. I don't feel like we defended too badly, but I will touch on that. I don't think we defended that badly. I know Joe Gomez was fault for a goal. It's just individual errors for us at the minute and the costing us. Sometimes we got, got away with it. Sometimes we get away with um, like errors, but it's just not at the minute. Like... <laughs> like Every error, we, every, every error we do is a goal. And it's putting us on the back foot. I mean, we're like conceding first, like last four or five games. Third the- game in a row, you've gone, you went behind. Yeah. Uh, this is a start. You've conceded the most in the Premier League. Yeah. This season, 15. But I still, def- I still that's, defend that's the heavily fact- inflated from one game, though. I know that that's heavily inflated from one game, but it's still, at the end of the day, it's still 15 goals. And yeah. now, yeah. Alisson conceded half of his shots. That's the thing. Brazilian that's what I'm saying Kepa. about. That's what I'm saying. Like every chance we're given away, yeah. we're conceding because they are bad. We can, all, we can all say crisis and whatever, and you top the league in that. But it's still, it's still got to be concerning for you. It is concerning. It is. I, I again, I, another I 90 minutes. I, I didn't I'm enjoy. The first person to take the piss, right? But without, without trying to take the piss, go on. You come up against someone that's going to take these chances, and you're not going to win. Mm-hmm. Well, no. well, what I think is, I, I know. You know, you, you you are right to a certain extent. You know, it is slightly concerning, but um, at this point, at the moment, we've still got 
so many players injured. I know Allison's come back in. Uh, Van Dyke, obviously, you know, there's rumours now he might be out for six months instead of the initial whatever thirty million years that everyone thought he was out initially. Well, you're dead, weren't you? But um, you know, Fabinho, you know, we brought him in. He's injured. Thiago's injured. Um, Kite is injured. Matip's injured. You know, but Matip, Matip's back this weekend. Apparently, I've read. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe Matip's fit until I see him on the pitch. Yeah, even he's, then, I'm not he's sure. a liability. Yes, in, in terms of injuries. On, go on, go. Sorry, I was going to say, you know, with the Navi Keita being injured, do you? I don't. I can't see a way for him back inside for him. I don't think he's. I don't feel like he's done enough to warrant a place in the Liverpool eleven. Well, one one thing I will say about him, which I'm absolutely convinced of, is that if he's fit, Curtis Jones don't start. The game at the weekend. No, yeah, that is no, true. yeah, no, 100%. I agree with that. But, but also, we're now, um, <clears throat> now you've got Thiago, and I know that Thiago is a luxury player, and he don't play as many games as people think he, he will play. But he still, I still don't see a way in the side for Navigator anymore. I just, don't, it's just, I don't think yeah, I, I do. I, I really do, and it's not kind of an exaggeration of how good I think he is. Cause I do think he's a really good player. I know a lot of people. Take the piss, and, and I would if, if he didn't play for Liverpool, if I'm being honest, because of the amount of money that he cost and the hype that happened when he came in. I mean, he took Gerard's number eight for one. So, you know, that's that's pressure. Um, that's not hard riding off the back of a 6 1 loss to fucking Stoke. <laughs> I'm just going to ignore that. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but I just think that, you know, with Nabi Kaito, I think, you know, when end of the day Liverpool have now got when all players are fit they've got a squad they've not got a first no, 11 yeah that is squad. true and I think Naby Keita has a valuable role to play in the the turnaround of the of the team and I think especially with all the good teams at the moment and um, when I say the good teams I mean the teams playing in Europe up until Christmas they're playing twice a week every week yeah so it's going to get game time you are going to need players like Naby Keita. Um, I think, I mean, another thing I want to, I want to do a U-turn on this. I know when they first said we might do five subs this year, I was entirely against it. Um, thinking about it now, I think that would have been a fantastic idea for a lot of the bigger clubs. Maybe not just because of the fact that it makes it easier for them, but with the amount of games these big clubs are playing, five subs would have been ideal. I mean, the Champions yeah. League is doing it. Um, and, I think now it probably would have been a decent idea, but it's it's not going to happen now. But um, I think, you know, in relation to Liverpool, they've they've also got a lot of the harder games out of the way. I think as soon as they play City next week, which is a toss-up because both teams are shit. Yeah. Um, once they've played City, they've they've played the majority of the bit of the harder games. Yeah, I think I think both teams will argue the fact that. They couldn't pick a better time to play each other. I know Man City will be like, I know we're not playing bad, but Liverpool aren't playing much better, and Liverpool players will be doing exactly the same. I, for me, this game at the weekend, I think, is going to be a strange one. Very strange. Because, like, Liverpool have got a problem at the back, and City can't score. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's going to be, it's either going to be a fucking. Nil nil snooze fest where the ball just gets pinged around midfield for 90 minutes. I'd say that. Which for both teams would be a good result. I'd have to Or it's going to be a freak show where there's just goals flying in everywhere. 
Well, a nil, a nil, nil, and a Chelsea dub will put us on the same points. No, well, we're four ahead of you. I th- we're on twelve, aren't we? No, you're only three. Yeah, we're three on seventeen. Three, yeah. Oh, shoot! All right, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Oh. Uh, but no, I think I think if if I was going to pick a winner, it'd be Liverpool. I've asked this last week. I says you because Liverpool's front three not. are still there and they can still score goals. And Man City I, can't I really defend. I I would agree. I think if you're going to pick right now, I think if you were to say who's the more confident going into it, I would still say Liverpool just um, because, like you say, City's attacking players really aren't doing it this year so far. And, well, and when, I'm you got, when you're playing Ferran Torres up top, you know it's fucking sticky. Um, no, but he's not fucking got, Aguero, is it? He's not a striker, is it? You can't. You know, I'm glad you, you mentioned this because you know, in terms of the City um, Sheffield United game the other day, yeah. Did you not think that De Bruyne absolutely stunk? Yeah, he has all season. I think, I think that's what, a downfall what from them, isn't it? Yeah, I think what you're noticing with um, with City at the minute, you know when De Bruyne's played his best football, is when he's got pace on either wing. And he's at the got minute, someone to play the ball too. At the minute, it, they don't appear to have pace on both wings. It's like he's only ever got one option. So if you're a defensive side, you can cut out the Sterling pass. Well, they're playing Sterling through the middle. Well, that, that is weird. What I mean. That's what I mean. Well, I'd, placed, I'd rather have Sterling through the middle than Fernand Torres. Yeah, don't know, yeah. but Sterling can uh, cause problems down the flanks, I, I can't think, I? I think Sterling, he started right wing. He's played striker for Man City before and he's played yeah. well there. I think I think they should play him there. But then that leads to say, who then plays on the left wing? Because you're not going to stick Mares on the left wing or you're not going to stick Bernardo Silva on the left wing. Because Phil Foden. I'm, expe- I'm expecting a Phil Foden masterclass when we play him. I genuinely am. I think the problem with City is, and I touched on this with Harry, I think yesterday actually, I know Pep's always chopped and changed with his teams. I know that he's got such depth in the squad where he can pick players one week, drop them the next and still get the same results. But I just really do think he's looking lost with options. He's just like, he's picking a, like, almost a completely different side every week. Like, name me a team that's ever won a league where you've gone like, oh yeah, they've used about 30 players. Like, do you know what I mean? As in like every other week he's changing it. Yeah. Like, I just feel like he's got to try and start a settle with the squad at the minute. What setup will he go with against us, Jurek? That's what I mean. He's gonna come it could be completely different to what he was like against Sheffield United. He could have he might have um Kevin De Bruyne playing in a false nine, he might have Mares playing, he might have Bernardo Silva. Phil Foden's in and out of the team when he's probably I think Phil Foden's probably been probably been his best player this season. Yeah, he's not yeah. starting every game. And that's the, if you've got a guy like Phil Foden who's coming on scoring or making chances or creating goals. You've got to start him every. You can't keep dropping him in and out of the team. I, I think it's gonna... another case. I think it's another case of if Man City aren't hundred percent, that like a sort of the Man U sort of scenario, whereas like they either play fantastically, like I don't, I just, I can't see them picking up many wins playing the, the way they are. Do you know what? If they come up, yeah. say, if they played Arsenal next week, I'd give Arsenal a better chance of beating them. Do you know compared to last time they played them? Yeah. And I agree. Pardon? Didn't didn't they beat them the other week? No, Man City beat them, but I mean, oh, well, if yeah. Arsenal play, if Arsenal was going into the game next week, Arsenal would probably, yeah. uh, probably beat them. Yeah, I know what you mean. As opposed I to think, obviously heavy on Man City. I mean, they beat Sheffield United away from home. I know yeah, Sheffield United aren't. I know Sheffield United aren't in 
but it weren't like a, it, weren't, it weren't a magical performance. Like you, it, you expect Man City to roll over regardless of what form Man City are in after what Sheffield United yeah. have been this season, don't you? And I, they, they just can't for them at the minute. They can't score, and it it really is showing. And, and that's the difference maker. Like Man City have always been known for the fact that they're ruthless in front of goal. Yeah, exactly. Sheffield United over the last two or three years, teams like that, they're going to score four or five goals. But it but just Sheffield, ain't happening for them. But with Sheffield United as well, I mean, me and Moore were watching it. We were on like party chat on PlayStation. And what we were saying with that game is, I mean, it's quite clear. I mean, what you mentioned earlier about Sheffield United not getting goals, because tactically they were just so poor. Whenever they put the ball in the box against um, City, they made chances. And it took them 75 minutes to start putting balls into the box. They were so slow around the area. They would get the ball around the 18-yard box. They'd have players in the box and they weren't putting balls in. Um, one thing I would say, though, there was a couple of standouts from that game. I know there wasn't many players that played well in general. Um, but I thought for Man City, I'm his biggest critic, but I thought Rodri had a good game. Yeah, he got a match, I believe. And... Um, also, for Sheffield, the only shining light for them was Sander Berg. Oi, I'm so glad you've mentioned him because he's definitely my, one of my favourite players in the league with, in terms of what he actually does. Yeah. And just think, like, you don't get many defensive-minded, well, defensive-minded midfielders, but his all-round game's great. Like, his passing range is really good. He can knock it forward and then he can come back and defend when he needs to. And he's quite like a, he's pretty dominant in the air. Like you don't, it's weird to see CDMs being dominant in the air. A lot of them are just rooted to the ground usually, aren't they? How tall is he? He looks massive. I think he's, I think he's six foot three. Yeah, he's a hundred weight. See these, see these pumps? <laughs> <laughs> Only six three? Yeah, yeah. No, I, genuinely, I really, really do like the sound of Six foot five, he is six five. He's got to be a few inches bigger than me. There's no way he's only 6'3". Jesus. Well, he's, he's a quality midfielder. I really, really like him. Though, at one point, he was playing right wing um, the other day. like, and he, and he was just taking players on and whipping balls yeah. in. It's just like... Um, but Sheffield, if we if we evaluate them, I know Rian Brewster, you know, I've hyped him up. I, 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 I do think Rian Brewster is a good footballer, but um, I was saying it, uh, to someone the other day, I just think he's joined the wrong team. He's going to be. Yeah. Playing, it's a team that don't create anything. He's going to be playing off scraps all year. You know, it, you know, because Ollie Watkins went to Villa. Villa, yeah. I honestly think if Rian Brewster was playing at Villa, he'd be scoring goals. Oh yeah, definitely, because but, their their output is so much better than Sheffield United playing off scraps. Basically, what you're saying is Sheffield United should have signed Lewis Graben. <laughs> I mean, I had a bet with Cook at the start of the season. I think we had it on air that. Um, Rian Brewster's not going to score. He thinks Rian Brewster's going to score less than five Prem goals. I'm starting to agree with him watching these performances. I'm thinking Sheffield United as a whole might score less than five at the minute. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I don't think that's a, like a dent on him. I think that's more of a critic of the fact that Sheffield United don't create enough goals. And I, know I, I can't believe he's agreed to go there. Well, what, what do you mean? I, I kind of do. He's not going to get game time at Liverpool. No, I know that, but I thought he'd have held up. I feel like, I, I don't know, because he's a. Got a he's, bit a of he's got a little bit of something about him, hasn't he? He's a highly rated prospect. To go yeah, to Sheffield exactly, United, Yeah, I know, that's what I mean. You I say that, they're... Sheffield United were in the top half last season. It's not yeah. what... No, they yeah, were. well, well one, thing, one thing I'm going to say about that, because uh, it seems very apparent that 
Sheffield United have only got one game, one way of playing. And it looks like it took the summer break for teams to figure them out. Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. Now I agree. they figured them out. That's it. Done. They're done out here. They look, they look poor on the ball. They look poor off the ball. God bless him. Um, I mentioned it with a little break, but R.I.P. Chris Basham because that might be <laughs> last. It might be last year of him, mate. He had an absolute. <laughs> he's not been seen since since full time. He had an absolute stinker. Uh, it, it was, you know what we call them games, don't we? Hey, mate, character building. <laughs> character building, mate. Lots of. Honestly, loads of it. Full of character. Like Broge has been playing him. Full of character, mate. That's all he's got. Um, but yeah, I think we show great character. Thought you were in the room then. <laughs> West, West Ham lost, obviously, but you know, realistically, I don't think any of us would have expected any other result. But they've come out the um, the back end of some tough fixtures, and now they can they can actually play against some normal teams. Well, yeah. uh, David Moyes said himself after the game. He says, uh, "He says we know we came into the three games which were going to be hard, and it was Spurs." Then, <coughs> sorry, Spurs, Man City and Liverpool. And then he said, we weren't trying to go out and expecting to win them, but we were trying to get something from these games. He says, in two points out of, the, out of those three games, when everyone had us down as a loss, is a big bonus for them, definitely. And they can definitely come out of it. Even I, I think they, they shouldn't feel bad even after the Liverpool loss because they still they gave you a go. Yeah, and they, they were missing the best player. Yeah, you, you were on the ropes for a while. So they're creating problems for big sides as well, which is definitely promising because they come up, say they play someone like Sheffield United, they could put four or five past them. The way that yeah, they could. They could. Well, what I found uh, was interesting about West Ham's tactics over the last three games, obviously they've, they've done well and you know everyone's kind of applauded them for it. They've, they've had a very, the last three games, they've, they've based their tactics around not having the ball. Yeah. And and they averaged over the last three games thirty five percent possession, um, and and everything absolutely everything on the counter, and all their success this season has come through that. So the only games they've played where they haven't been on the counter, because obviously they've had Leicester as well, which they did well. Um, the only games that they've not been on the counter was Newcastle, and they got beat two 0 Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. Actually, I know they've come out of these next few games and. They've got a few easier fixtures, but how are they going to play when they need to have the ball? And in those games, they're not going to have Antonio because he's out for a month. Yeah, yeah. Mm. it is true. And I think it's... Uh, Although international break does eat some of his injury away, though. Yeah, I suppose. I think it's testament to how good Antonio has actually been, really, because, um, well, Sebastian Haller... Was oh, it, is, oh, the, is, is he the record signing? Oh, it, it was. It was one. Of, it was honestly, hand on heart, one of the worst performances I've seen from a footballer in a in a long time. Forty five million pounds, right? Which is which is fucking a lot of money for West. It was a man that couldn't give a fuck about playing football that night. Who was, Sebastian Haller. He literally walked oh, around yeah. the pitch for the whole game because yeah, I he, he wouldn't even get a game for United. In no, I imagine right that the. the 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 owners of West Ham, we know what the owners of West Ham are like. They've got to be pushing sometimes to be like, why, why is Sebastian Haller not playing? He's a record signing and all this bollocks. But then they've got Antonio keeping people like that outside. Now, I'm not saying that Sebastian Haller deserves to play because I think he's crap. Didn't really understand why they signed him because he, he weren't really that good at Frankfurt. 
But I had a good season the year he went. Well, yeah, yeah, I know that he had a good season before, but the the one and you can't make your star man someone that's just come off the back of a blistering. Se- I just I don't think it's right. Like no, it's too much of a chance. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. Uh, with these two teams, obviously moving forward, we think that you know West Ham we think will be sound. Uh, Sheffield we also think are going to struggle. Um, funny enough, just moving into the the next game that we were going to watch, you know, another game that we said that another team we said might struggle. You know, they get the odd good result and a load of shit ones. Uh, Newcastle got another good result at the weekend. Yeah, yeah. very good result. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the, the link up between the ex Bournemouth aficionados absolutely outrageous, mate. Ryan oh, Fraser whipping him, whipping him in deep to Callum Wilson. It's like, <laughs> he, it's like, like they never left, pal. Like they never <laughs> left. Fucking, who was chasing Ryan Fraser for the, the assist because he got fucking dusted, mate? Blitz, didn't it? Blitz. Oh my God. I know that Ryan Fraser was quick, but I didn't know he was that quick. He whoever it was, he bust his hamstring. Oh my he God. He left it. him. He absolutely left him in tears, mate. It reminded John, me John Joe Kenny it was, and then he got dragged straight after him. You know what it reminded me of? You know when he dusted him? Obviously not quite the same. But you know when Bale dusted him? I knew him you were going to say Bale and Mycon. I knew you were going to say Bale. that. No, not Mycon. Mark Bartra. You know when he ran round him? Oh, yeah, when he ran round off the pitch. Sorry, no, all right. Um, but, yeah, no, I think the, the thing is with, uh, you know, Newcastle, they played a good game, but, you know, Everton, they weren't good. Um, hey, look, I, we, said, we said this there, didn't we? If they haven't got Rodriguez, well, he's, he's got an injured bollock, hasn't he? What? What? How did he do it? Um, he had a he had a collision with someone in the Merseyside derby and bruised his nuts. It, 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 it was Van Dyke. Van Dyke's last act in a Liverpool shirt was tearing <laughs> off the testicles of the Colombian nightmare. He has got milf porn stars open his own. Yeah, head. Kendra, I've was, seen that. that I mean, terrible. I mean, if, if that happens to me, I don't get notes, so I'm not really too happy about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I need to be James Rodriguez. I'm not diving in 50-50 challenges to injure my nuts, mate. No. <laughs> the thing great. is, though, you know, I mean, obviously Everton, they were without quite a few players. Um, you know, James Rodriguez, obviously. Um, I mean, we'll touch on this in a minute, but, you know, Rex was dropped, which is fantastic. Rested. Um, he was rested. Yeah, rested to us <laughs> as our back cried when he said that. It's not been um, and then, you know, Richarlison's not played. Richarlison's not played two games and I don't think they've really done all, done much. I don't rate Richarlison, but it, it, he's part of the system, now. isn't he, for him, yeah? He's part of the system. Bobby you know, Firmino um, in a role. Do, Calvert-Lewin looked... I know he scored, but he looked incredibly isolated. Yeah. I, well, that's thing, he, thought he just looked pro- really on his own. He had barely had him. Um, again. It's literally... Like, the midfield that they started with, I think it's the same midfield, apart from Andre Gomez, but they had like... It was Delph, Allen... Decore, Sigurdsson and Gomez. That was the midfield five. Yes. Now, if you can find, honestly, I've, I've, seen, I've seen Milk turn quicker than every fucking one of them. <laughs> <laughs> that, that midfield is sluggish, bro. Calvert-Lewin has not got runners off him there, has he? No, he, no not really. G- Gomez is sat there having a tab whenever Calvert-Lewin gets fucking ball. He's bollocks. No chance. <laughs> I, I do not understand how Fabian Delph has oh got Oh, my God. Because he, 
played for Manchester. That's the only reason. Yeah, but yeah, but even when he was at Villa, what what was it? Boy, the snake. That's what it was. I've got no idea what who who signed Man City. Who who was who signed Man City? Who who was manager? Uh, no, I think it was Pellegrini who signed him. Yeah, it must have been Pellegrini. What the fuck was he smoking? But it, well, it, Pelle- do, it does stink of a Guardiola signing, though, doesn't it? If we're honest. <laughs> oh, Fifty million, Fabian. As much as much as signing. I as much as I love to slander Pep, it wasn't him this time. All right. Uh, but what used to make me laugh about him playing at City as well? They used to chuck him at left back and all, and it was so joey. But this, but, but Pellegrini did also do the worst transfer of all time. Getting rid of Boney and no, getting rid of Jeco and signing Boney. So that's the sort go of on we'll scoring goal for Swansea. We go one. I'm not hearing no Boney slander, mate. That guy's a baller. Right. Baller. Uh, yeah, it's nice to see you, lad. 64 Worms Club. Yeah, we'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, nah, at, one, at one point, he scored the most goals in a calendar year, bro. Yeah, he had the, he had the nutmeg oh, a lot, bro. He's an exotic Michu. Let's not, let's not. Mate, he was six foot two, fat, and he had a flip flap from nowhere, bro. Isn't he? <laughs> That's what I want to see. Wait, I've got, I've time for, I have time for footballers that are fat. They're great. <laughs> Shall we touch on Newcastle? The fact that yet again they've gone from losing a couple to winning. And then the probably going to lose the next two. It's going to be there. How's the, the, the beacon? Did you see? How's the beacon? Did you see? How's the beacon? Honestly, Harry, Harry, you're you're good with audio, right? We need to get that clip. Just so, like, you know, like like a little button, so you can press it. So you be like, I've got, I've, I've got a thing down here. You can put a soundboard on. I'll do it. I'll yeah, do it. How's the beacon? Did you see? So we could literally say, we could literally say, and how did Newcastle get on this week? That's a big emergency. That's what need. People need friend suggestions of soundboard sounds. Oh yeah, we're gonna get. I've just realised. Like, I, I forgot you. Neil, War, Neil Warnock's coming in. I've Fuck got one for you. Fucking hell! No, I, I, want the, I want. I want the Mourinho fucking out, and yeah, I want and I want and I want ice in his veins. They're the ice two old ones. Oh, it's, it's Martial. He's got ice in his veins. That one where he's like yeah, sons yeah, the yeah. death. Yeah. We need that. But I also, and, I also want. Um, you look emotional, mate. That one, yeah. Who was that? The ball so much. Oh, the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It works so hard. <laughs> but back to your question, Paul. So back to your question, Paul, and and the bacon, right? I just think <laughs> when, Wait, when the it, bacon when, was good, mate. When it comes to them, that's literally going to be Newcastle all year. They're going to have three really dodgy performances. They're going to win a couple, and they're probably going to finish about 15. Yeah, they've got really, some, they've got some really decent Premier League players, but they've also got some players that are nowhere near Premier League level, and that's the issue they're going to have with them. They're going to be so inconsistent. It's I feel like I feel Darlow played quite well actually. Yeah, I will, I will say to him, four, I think. The yeah, back the back four is not good enough. Some some four, midfielders aren't good enough. Are massive there. That who play, is it? DeAndre Yedlin. Oh, oh Yedlin's he, he is a B Tech Kyle Walker, and that's that's an insult. What I thought though, there was going to be a stage where Fabian Shaw was actually going to turn out to be all right, but he's just crap. He's really good for the national side. He's very, he, he always yeah, bags know, for Switzerland. Yeah, yeah I know. Fabian well, Shaw is basically Lovren. Yeah, basically. But yeah, um, another was that back to back else for Everton, like you said. So yeah, back to back. They're going to have to fix up. Over, the title charge Dicky. is over Yeah, very sticky for him. Another, another twenty-five barren years for Everton. You're tough. Never mind. 
You don't wait to 2021. Don't does worry anyone know if um, Ancelotti still smokes and all? Because I remember what, what he used, does. He's he, Italian. He used to smoke on touchline at Real Madrid, didn't he? They all all Italians smoke. I think I think you're born yeah, with. You have like cheap fags on the internet. When me and Paul went Milan, they have like these fag like vending machines just in the wall. <laughs> chuck about thirty. Yeah, all, all you need was a card just to get them. To be fair, Harry, they have, them, they have them in Barcelona. To be fair, you can you got you get like sick vending machines in. Yeah, don't you? Yeah, they just built into the shop. If we can get one, I'm sure. I was I was born in the wrong country, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> but no, you what? Sorry, what's our next game? Our next game. Um, let me just have a look. We've got Spurs. And I, this is a mad one, actually, this game, because a lot happened. Full of incidents, this game. Um, incidents. And, and do you know what? Like, the thing is, though, obviously, we'll, 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 we'll touch on it, yeah. But the thing is, though, we had an interesting debate at the start of, well, before we came on, about the penalty decisions. And I think these, these penalty decisions were, well, one being a penalty, and then, obviously, the, the, the build-up to the Brighton goal. Um, Storm... Go on, give us your take on it because I know you know I didn't agree with it. But Hoiberg didn't one wasn't fouled. I'm sorry, he got got the ball cleanly. Got the ball. It's there in it's there in your eyes for everyone to see. He got the just, ball. Just silence in the pub there. Just yeah, I know. I, honestly, I agree. I don't, I don't even care. It pisses me you off that you lot think that it's a foul because now we've it's got a foul. Now it's we've got foul. to the stage. Where if you oh if you clip the man but you've got the ball it's a foul it's not a foul no he didn't get the ball. contact no, ball no because he gets he gets the ball right listen so he gets the ball but the ball's not going far away then Hoiberg's gonna get the ball and his follow through takes him out stopping him from winning the ball it's a foul it's a foul not having it and the thing is though I just think I can't believe the VAR. They actually went and looked at it and went, oh, no, no, yeah, yeah, it's fine. But and this is the problem. The qualified referee decided that it's not a foul. Can <laughs> I just jive in on here about piss-poor refereeing decisions, right? How many times, and that, what's it going to take for refs to penalise Harry Kane for backing into players when they're in the air? Yeah, it's going to fucking going to wait for someone to snap the net. Seriously, yeah. seriously injured. Danny Murphy's vet. It's so blatant as well. That's what I mean. It's I would have so mind. But the guy doesn't even look at the ball when he does that. He looks at the man and then yeah. waits for him to jump and like, just backs into him like that. And then yeah. like, he goes like, oh. Go on, Ed, I mean, granite anyway. How does he go? Anyway. Does he go? Oh. <laughs> we'll get, we'll get, that. We'll get out of the soundboard. I just hate stuff. I hate fucking fanning around football. It fucking winds me up. Shit, like, like, I'm all for putting a fucking little snide tackling when someone's breaking free and stuff like that. I'm all for that. But, like, little things like that that go unpunished, like, you you can't do that. Yeah, like, you just it's can't wrong. do that. And the thing is, it's... If VAR is monitoring the game and that has been caught on camera, why are they not going to the ref in his ear? Kane keeps backing into players, keep an eye out for it. Yeah. But, I agree. Do you know what I mean? Because well, he does that, it all the time. He does that, it every game. If that didn't even bother me about Kane, that game, it, if, it, it was a far worse dive than the other one. There was one yeah. when he was in the box. Full, it was a full-on dive. wasn't given. Nothing's given for it. The referee obviously knows he's dived because he's not given anything. So why does he not book him? Son, in the same instant... Um, same situation as well. Same. Oh, yeah, it was play. like someone was stood at Stanzi. Son, that was one of the worst dives I've seen for a long time. Proper, proper dive for it. 
Referee gave nothing. So he knows it's a foul. And Brighton fans were going up in arms about it. Like, if you know it's a foul and you're not giving anything, it's a dive. You know it's a dive. What, it, both of them. It's making it acceptable. That's what, it, that's what yeah. it's saying, really. I mean, don't, don't, like you said, don't take it away from Spurs. I mean, um, first home win of the season, 2-1 to a, decent, to a decent Brighton side that can cause you problems without Mopai and Connolly, who wasn't in the squad. I'm sure you're both... Elaborate, elaborate why that wasn't in the squad. Since so, have you mentioned it, I know you already. Yeah, yeah I, I, I believe so, mate. Yeah, Neil, Neil Mope basically too, getting too big for his boots for Graham Potter. I cannot be managed. I cannot be contained. Neil Mope. That <laughs> <laughs> legend. Well, he's a my my captain. He does what he wants, mate. But yeah, um, Gareth Bale getting his first well, goal for Spurs right. the winner. Bit of a right place, right time situation, but still, nonetheless, took his chance after he fluffed the one against West Ham that time. Yeah, but good to see him on the score sheet. It's um, more Spurs if he breaks his legs. <laughs> a fun, a fun. Well, not fun. An interesting start about Gareth Bale. That's his first ever goal for Spurs as a sub. Really? He's never scored coming off the bench. He's always start, scored when he started games. Well, he, yeah. I, very, I bet he very rarely came off the bench anyway. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I'm exactly. That's, that's the point. I mean, you know, you don't have a player that good, especially when he used to play for him, and don't start him. So he's not going to be often be on the bench. But I think, like you said there, Paul, you know, Spurs now up to second. Um, I'm just looking at their fixtures now. They do have a very crucial run-in in the next three games, mm-hmm. um, which is going to be quite important to... If they were to push for a title, if they were to do well in these three games, you can start talking about title charge because, I mean, West Brom, they should win, obviously. That's three points. Oh, West Brom's got a fucking, like a West Brom dub all over it there against Mourinho, hasn't it? Do you know, just like, he looked yeah, looks... these, these random results that Mourinho just loses to. It's like the midweek loss against, who was it, Standard League or fucking... No, it was fucking... Uh, Antwerp. No, I know, but, but obviously, so there's, there's that game, right? So, I, mean, I, I know what you're saying, but I think they're going to win it. I yeah, no, obviously, I think everyone here does think they're going to win it. Well. And, then, and then the next game after that is City at home. Which is absolutely massive for and them. Then, and then they've got Chelsea away. And then they've got Arsenal at home. Now That's a very, that's a very tough Now, those four games, right... I'm not saying they're going to get these amount of points, but if they can get more than nine points out of that running, mm. it, it, it's, it's a very, very interesting conversation to bring them into a title charge when, I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. Let me just put that out there. But I'm just saying that some people have alluded to some form of Spurs, you know, challenge if they do well over those next four games, we can start taking them seriously. Yeah, definitely. I agree they've got, they've got, that. they've got the squad to do it as well. I think that's what people have. I but, think but even Arsenal fans we've are going to do. Man, we've mentioned Man City so far haven't been the best they could be. Neither have uh, we. Uh, Chelsea, Chelsea. I mean, in sense of they've got Chelsea. I mean, Chelsea are on a good run of form currently. Actually, they're, they're doing really well. But there's, there's goals against them potentially yeah. in that game. Yeah. And and they've got Arsenal and Spurs. Arsenal is always a fantastic game of football. Yeah, so, it's the only derby in the Prem that's any good. Yeah, um, I agree. Always, yeah. always a good game. What about Chelsea Fulham? Yeah, that big rivals. <laughs> I, I'm excited for that game this year because that's going to be a slumping. <laughs> Scott Parker will be getting dragged out. 
Yeah, honestly, like you know, we look at um, you know that game. I mean, Spurs. They, they got they got the result in the end, and, and Brighton again are on the end of another un, unfortunate loss. Um, you know, so with them, it just seems to be a bit of a running theme at the moment. They're playing good football, but they're not really they're not getting yeah, the points. They do play some nice football in between from the defence to midfield, but it, like I've, and I'm like a broken record about it, but you've got to score goals in, in this kind of season as well. You, you need to outscore teams. You can't grind out what, like clean sheets and one-nil wins. And I know that um, you did play Neil Mopai or whatever, but... Um, sorry, Paul, carry on. But, um, but obviously watching the match of the highlights about it, they were showing that they were getting really good areas of Lallana. I thought Lallana played quite well, actually, in that top, like, tip of the midfield, but there's no one in the box. If, if you're going to create chances against Spurs, you're going to have to be like, you're going to have to gamble, you're going to have to go forward, you're going to have to put midfielders into the box and try and get a goal. But it was just nothing. Like, they got to the edge of the box and there was no one there to pass to and they were going backwards. And like it says, it's, it's just, that's where I feel like they're going to struggle a bit this season. I, I do like them. You know what I think about our poor parts, but you just got to, you just got to be more ruthless up front. And going then, back onto the... Um... Dodgy decisions. What did we all see? Tariq Lamptey's goal and the review on that. Yeah, yeah. Because the, like it, it should have been chalked off, really. Yeah, it should. What, what do you mean, sorry? There was a foul in the build-up, weren't there, for Tariq Lamptey's goal? But they say that you about the Hoiberg tackle. Further past, it's if it's too far after, they don't. No, I thought the Hoiberg. Have I got this wrong? Are you, are you, what game were you watching, Storm? I, 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 I tell you what, Storm, for your sake, I Storm, hope you've got this wrong, mate. Storm, Hoiberg was tackled. The one we were on about, the Storm Hoiberg was a tackle. That was the Hoiberg tackle. Go and have five minutes and think about what you've just said. Yeah, hang on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go rewatch it now. All right. Well, while, <laughs> while, while you're rewatching that, right? What I'm we'll discuss say, what happened. I'm yeah. going to say, with, with, with Brighton, um, big game coming up for them next, actually. They've got Burnley at home. Oof! Now, Two teams that need, can't score. Well, that's what I mean. But if, you know, you know, if they copped a one-nil Chris Wood out, yeah, I won't be happy about that. I mean, they look. They, we didn't mention it last week, but they had West Brom uh, at home yet last week and dropped points again. Now they're, te- they're teams you have to win if you want to be away from avoid that relegation zone. We spoke about in that breath, then you have to take three points again against them teams. I, I tell you what, though, I hope for Christ that's a pay-per-view game because you're not drag me to. TV to watch that. No. <laughs> also, a uh, quick one. Um, you know, we were mentioning about the uh, Leicester uh, versus Leeds game. Full-time whistle's gone. Four-one. Uh, it's four-one, and Leicester now move up to second, a point behind Liverpool. Yeah. And funnily enough, we've got Leicester in two weeks. Well, no, after the international break, we've got Leicester. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be an interesting game that one. I think bro, I think I've been listening to a few podcasts and pundits. They've been bringing up Rose to be next Man City job. Perhaps. I don't know what you think about that. Well, I mean, lo- I would love that. I know you would, but a I lot of people really, that. a lot of people rate him still. I mean, don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong. He he plays good attacking football, and I think if you were to give him a team like Manchester City, it would actually be Brendan Rodgers's typical team. In the sense of they're absolutely, he plays. He'd have them playing fantastic attacking football. Yeah. But but look at Man City's defense and give them Brendan Rodgers. I don't think that would work. No. I really I think, don't think that would work. I mean, the thing is, God's honest truth. 
if uh, if the same bloke who recruits managers is the same one who recruits players for Man City, no wonder the link with Brendan fucking Rogers. <laughs> I don't think I, he's a bad manager. I don't think he's a bad manager. I do oh, think he deserves a chance in in, in probably. Well, he was bigger... tipped for the Arsenal job, wasn't he, before he went to Leicester? But I don't think I don't think he's a bad manager. I, I don't think he's a bad manager. I just don't think he has he's any. Not defensive. what City need. He doesn't have any defensive discipline. With every team, I mean, Liverpool, he collapsed due to defensive frailties. Um, then he went and managed Celtic, which is a doddle. Um, he's then been very impressive at Leicester, but let's not forget what happened at the back end of last year. They crumbled. Yeah, they, they, did, did. they did crumble last year, and it did overshadow the fact that how good of a season they did have coming up to. I think yeah, when we played them. That's Brendan Rodgers. I know it is, I know it is, I know it's it Brent, is. I, I'm not surprised. You know, Trig- it, triggered uh, your two's PTSD, hasn't it? Well, yeah, yeah. It reminds Late me. Of, it, it reminds me of Sacco at the back. <laughs> Minula and goal. But I just, I just think, don't get me wrong. He's a, he's a great manager, but if you to say him replacing Pep, massive downgrade. I, I don't see how that could work. I think. I, th- I think it's really difficult for any manager to come in after Pep. I know you. Joe's, I know who's going to come in after Pep. I know exactly who's coming in after Pep. But I'll tell you. No, 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 no. Dante has got nothing to do with bloody man, sir. He, he's, he's taken one of the Infinity Stones from Pep. That's why <laughs> this is shit. Just a, just a cone man, they said. Clearly not. Um, Simeone. Really? I can... That's completely different fucking style it of football, is, that is. It is. Simeone? I, I can see yeah. it. No, 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 no. Joe, what? You know how you say it? He'd have him defending. He won't score. Which they score. Do, They've not had a fucking shit-ass win this season. They can't stop scoring. But I can't, I can't see Simeone in Or Poch. Obviously, obviously we, we mentioned Spurs, mentioned City. Um, just one Sorry, quick I'm, one. I'm back. I've re-watched it. It's, it's not a foul. All right. We're moving on. Okay, just so I touch on. We're moving on. <laughs> you, were more, back, you, were, you were more fun when you were on mute. I had to wobble there because I, really, I really didn't know what was going on. I, I preferred it when you were silent. Yeah, no. <laughs> but I think I think it's important to, to obviously we mentioned Spurs, mentioned all that, and we have actually wrapped up the prone games. Um, anything on Forest? No, we're not bothered. I, I, no. I'll just I, let me just have Ew? a quick, quick, quick Ew? sentence on on Forest. If they're not careful, it's going to be a fucking horrible, horrible. Well, season. we most likely will have um, Gork or Brigler on on the upcoming shows and. Forest have got Wickham and Coventry in the next two fixtures. If they don't get six points by them, there will be questions asked. Akin Fenwick is going to pocket Joe Worrell and I'm here for it. I can actually quote what Buck said last night. And he Go said, on. if they don't get six points out of that game, we're in a relegation fight. Yeah. He told that me. He said that to me, actually, yeah. Um, yeah, that's... Forest lost um, away to Middlesbrough, which is a yeah, bit of a bogey side from anyway. That's, but, yeah. that's Forest recap for the week. Um, that's it. That's all we're talking about. Um, also, just to let you guys know, obviously we we dropped the uh, Champions League one last one. I know we mentioned it at the start, but we did drop that today. So uh, give that a listen if you can. Uh, share it, you know, on all platforms. That'd be lovely. But also, um, we do have another. Uh, Champions League special, which we will be recording on Thursday. Thursday. When Forza yeah. at Atlanta tump Liverpool, is what's going to happen. <laughs> it's happening. 
Um, but the thing is that then we've got, obviously, we're going to be wanting questions. Um, then we're going to have an international break, which uh, we do have plans for. Um, don't want to announce what it is because I don't think we've confirmed it between us. But there are plans for another Fantasy Eleven team, I believe. Yeah. So for um, the international break, we'll, we'll discuss that. Let's be real; no one cares about friendlies. Well, no. they might not play. Yeah, that's true. They yeah, might not play. Let's be thankful that football is continuing through this. Fucking I mean, I mean, that's possible. <laughs> that's possibly the only positive of COVID that it stopped the international break this time. So, yeah. um, but obviously we've got some great international, great Champions League fixtures coming up next week. So please feel free to send questions and uh, have a listen for the worms. Also, Twitch coming soon. It's happening. So mm. shout out everyone and have a lovely rest of your week. See you in a bit. Peace. Bye. Bye. Peace. Peace.